TK. Yeah. What's going on out there? It's pretty active, man. I got like pretty three active. conditional sales. How many? Let's three. I'm con- three conditional sales simultaneously. Like how weird is that? Yeah. Conditional. Um, oh, sorry. I got four actually. Oh, excuse me. I forgot yeah, about one. one I forgot sale. about the one. The one. Oh, one the why? Ones. You don't think it's gonna actually like happen? You forgot about no, it? No, 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 no. They're all my listings. It's just that uh, one is like October so 31st, 2023, right? That's the, the closing severance. No, the condition. So I don't know. Till when? Is that uh, the kind of fucking conditions people are getting away with right now? Got a, I got a sale of the buyer's property condition. What? Hold on, hold on. Conditional on severance. severance until yeah. October 2023. 2023. Yeah. That's insane. Wow. Conditional, not firm and no, closing. Conditional that. buyer pays for all costs. Seller just sits back and waits. And if they don't go through with it, they've lost nothing. And they get to keep all the plans and drawings that the buyer comes up with. What kind of property is this? I brought it to you. You did? Yeah. And you were able it's to get that community kind of organization. Remember I told you, oh, you know, they drink a that... lot of beer. Hmm. Uh, that I don't know if that's narrowing it down, but I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Severance. Oh, yes. Yeah. You're... Until 2023. But the, so hold on. So they have to pony up the dough. The buyer takes the risk of putting up the dough. The application they're goes gonna on Monday. Know, yeah, but they'll know like whether the city's favorable without spending too much money. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's a fortune, but there's a risk involved. So what happened? The other buyer came up with the with those terms and it actually went through? All the buyers are the same terms, which is like, what do you want us to say here? You're telling us this can be done. There's no proof. Right. So this was the best offer we had. We had wow. four offers or something. And how is the price in comparison to? We got the asking price. Asking price with terms of a year. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Hmm. 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 All right. Time for yeah. a new strategy, I guess. But I got a, a sale of the buyer's property as well, which I guess we should sale talk about the when, our, when our guest comes on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I guess. If, it was... if our guest comes on. Yeah. So then I'll just talk about it now then. Maybe she's um, having trouble logging in. Did you? <clears throat> no. Hmm. Um, Conditional yeah, on the sale of the it. buyer's property. Conditional on the sale of the When's buyer's the property. When is the market to do that? When is How the long? market to do it? When is the time to do it? 30 days with an escape clause. 30 days with an escape <clears throat> clause for the <clears throat> buyer. So this property is highly unmarketable. It is like nobody wants to do this type of project. It's, it, it requires like a million dollar reno to bring it up to standards and the area that it's in is like a really good area. So like someone, someone wants that, but anybody in that area wants like a really nice house. The bedrooms are super small. Like you have to do an addition on this property. Otherwise it's just like a weird property where a lot of the houses are getting torn down. So we had a couple offers and this one was just like, you know, more, it made more sense. And um, there's lots of interest in the property, but everyone seems to have the same feedback. And the guy who has the property to sell is like this fantastic little property that should sell, you know, reasonably well high demand you know new build in toronto so um it made sense to 
put our eggs in his basket because his mm -hmm. house is going to sell faster than this one. And these people have had the house on the market for six months with another agent. So I've been, so the I've been, seller, I've been only around for a few weeks here. So the seller runs the risk of having it tied up for 30 days? But we have an escape clause. So it means that people can still come in with an offer. That's what an escape, escape clause, clause is? So someone can come in with an offer and then we can give notice to the buyer and say, look, oh, I ship see. up or ship out, you know, hmm. if that's the right expression. So at any point in time, you can say, hey, by the way, you're not firm anymore. Ha ha ha. I got no, another offer. You need to firm up within this period of time. Otherwise, we're right, going to accept right, right. this other offer that's satisfactory to the seller. So you can force the firm by you getting the firm. another offer. Yeah. That seems highly manipulatable. It manipulatable? seems. No, it, but it'd be a huge risk. though, if the seller would say to him that, you know, oh, I got this great offer. And then he's like, all right, well, screw you. I haven't sold yet. And then they're like, oh, now we've got nothing. So mm. this was a circumstance where it made sense. Most regular houses, I wouldn't like we're in a seller's market. You wouldn't need to do that. But this one here, like they've been on the market for a long time and, and the feedback is the same. And it's, it's somebody who has to go and drop a bunch of money to make this property. Right. And it's, uh, you know, busy streets, you know, this other did you say we're on. in a seller's market? Yep. Hmm. Treb stats came out. And Three months said, of inventory, give or take, depending on the area you're in. We're in a we're in a strong seller's market, actually. Strong Pri seller's prices market. Prices are going down, but just if we if we just say seller's market, we're in a we're in a seller's market. Like you can go and you can sell your home if you list it at the right price, which is lower than it was a month ago. A lot lower. I know, but you're going to sell it. So there's other factors that lead towards buyers and sellers. Seller's market doesn't always necessarily mean that prices are going up. Right, just the definition of seller seller's market is going to be based on months of inventory or the sales to new listing ratio. And right now we're still in a strong, like if we were at like five months of inventory or like four, and it's like, okay, you know what? Like this is getting to balanced territory. But and there's plenty of places where like plenty of places where it's like two months of inventory um and offer dates and all that kind of stuff. Again, people can't afford to pay more money and the prices are going down. Um, but nonetheless, if you need to sell your home, it can be done which is good news, which is what I like. I love this. I love this market. This is like one of my favorite markets to ever work in. So right now. So there's a house around the corner from me. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've talked about the one across the street from me that I feel definitely underpriced and sold very quickly. Yeah. There's one around the corner that went for what I would think would be the right price. Of course, for my, my, my vantage point, it's a little skewed, but it didn't sell. And now they've relisted for way lower. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, may, it's a seller's market if you're willing to drop your price a lot from where you Based actually Based on what's been selling, worth. right? Yeah. I was, I was thinking about something the other day, just like as a little disclaimer at the beginning of the show, just because we got, we got a lot of cool new subscribers last episode with mm -hmm. Luke, right? And a lot of the comments were about like, you know, us being real and all that kind of stuff. And I think one of the, things about us is, I mean, one, you're a developer. So, you know, you're a long-term guy, like you'd love the market to be down it means that you get to buy, buy places for a better price. So like, it's not like you need prices to go up to, to, you know, make sense of your job. And I am like 90% on the listing side. You know, if I always told people that the market went up, then none of my clients would ever want to sell. They would all be like, well, if the market's going up, like, let's just wait. So I'm not saying I'm a, I'm a bear. But I'm just definitely not like, you know, going out there trying to pump the market up and say that it only goes up. I'm I'm a realist. I want it to go up. I think it will go up. But at the end of the day, 
Um, I'm just not in that camp. So that's why I guess it's a little bit easier for me to talk to the bears and to have, you know, to be friends with the bears. I think they got some great points, you know, that's <laughs> there's the lots of good the stuff bears. there. There's a very strong reality that next year is way worse than it is this year. Absolutely. I right? put out, but, I put out a tweet. I said, uh, something along the, the lines of, um, when the, when the bears, like when the market becomes bullish or bearish and the bears mm -hmm. are right. At some point, it's going to flip again, and we're going to be in a bull market. And so what do the bears do that? Hibernate. They hibernate. Mm -hmm. But they don't. They tell us we're all crazy and that the market's overvalued still, mm -hmm. and it's not all gone back to the 70s. And yeah. So where are we going now? Like another 50 points, TK. Another yeah. 50 points. Everybody was kind of hoping for 25 and a little like I was wrong. off the brakes. You I said, said nothing. Because that's just, you I just, just want to be wrong. Around a little bit with everybody. I know my guess is as good as anybody else's. So I it's just as like good as guess. anybody else's like for sure, wrong. except it was way worse. Whatever and someone says, I just will make sure I say something different in that regard. I actually said that it was going to be 50, even though I was hoping it was going to be 25. And previously I called for 25, but like this thing is still. Uh -huh. Relative video. Heated. I want to see video evidence of you calling 50. Um, I put out a tweet. I said, can we tweet. all agree that they're going to raise 50 points? How do I know you didn't edit that tweet? It, it would say edited, bro. Come on. You don't even know how Twitter works. Just stop. Okay? I heard Twitter point might, is, might start showing how many people have seen your tweets. They already do that. Oh, showing other people how, how many people seen your tweets? I'm not sure. All right. Well, but this it already tells you how many people have seen your tweets. I can see how many people have looked at my tweets or I've passed over tweets. my tweets. Oh, right. plenty of I people. I thought that was a cool feature that didn't exist already. Maybe well, it means other people. Maybe they're going to show other people, which yeah. I don't know what that'll so do. But what is what does the rate hike mean? So if they if they said 50 basis points, what is that based off of? What is it based off of? Yeah. Hmm. I imagine there must be some significant pressure to not kill the Canadian dollar. That's got to be up there on the list of uh, criterium for their decision. Okay. Um, it seems like inflation's getting under control. No, inflation's going to keep going crazy. I mean, seems, listen, it the, seems like it's it, raising rate hikes doesn't change the fact that we need to eat and live somewhere, right? And get mm -hmm. places to make more money to eat and live and, you know, have a place to take a dump. Mm -hmm. But basically, the more the rate hikes go up, that's basically all we're going to be able to do is like eat, sleep, take a dump, go to work and, and rinse and repeat over and over again. Mm -hmm. Soon, like people are, are really going to have to scrape their Netflix accounts for $15 a month. Do you think you can get a Netflix account with like multiple um, users and I can just use your password? Yeah, but you know what? Guess what? It's already like everybody's maxed this account out, bro. <laughs> I need a second one now for everyone yeah. to screw around. Yeah. But so. it, it's it's really like we haven't, I don't think we've seen much pain yet. Like I really... I'll give you an anecdotal story of, of our economy right now. Mm -hmm. My daughter wanted to make some money. She wanted to get a job. And, uh, you know, I don't want her to work for me. She's worked for me in the past, but I wanted to go get a real job. And I was like, you know, maybe it's going to be a little tough out there and she'll go get a job. She'll get rejected a few times and, you know, she'll, she'll learn what it's like out really like out there. It's a good lesson to get a, your first job. Right. Mm hmm. So she gets an interview, she goes to the place and leaves with the job. 
No. Yeah. She she, she left with the, the job. job. She left with the job. Yo, she is but she is smooth. As as smooth as she, she is, is smooth. No, but as smooth as she is, I don't believe it's a testament to her, as wonderful no. a girl as she is. And she, she's a huge value add for their uh their their, organization? their company organization. Thank you. Um I, I believe that the hiring method was more of a like who shotgun splatter <laughs> kind of thing, like who just see up. who's gonna Look, show she up. She showed for up, all right. She showed up and oh, she yeah. was on time. And she looked me in the eyes and, you know, Bailey, I don't think that was it. I think your dad is wrong. I think you impressed them and that you nailed it. Boom. And congratulations. She, I told her she's going to be assistant manager in the next three weeks there for sure. <laughs> but this is the, this is the state of the economy. It's not even yeah. difficult to get a job at all right now. Yeah. So, and, and then my anecdotal tale was, um, uh, just the amount of people who are still traveling, buying cars still looking to buy houses, you know, just like nobody I know has come to me and said, you know what, I'm not doing well right now. I think it's time that I cut back. Now, I shouldn't say that actually. Really? That's, that's, that's not true. Yeah, that's not yeah, true. That when can't I say be that. true. That's not true. That's not true. Nobody who hasn't come, nobody who is not my client, <laughs> you know, or talking to me about selling their home has said, those things like there's a ton of people out there who are out buying so there's two there's two parts of this right now the people who are struggling and now they're really you know underwater yeah, yeah. And, and they're coming to me and they're coming to agents and they're asking questions about how they can figure out how to get out of this mess and then there's a bunch of people who didn't buy a house in the last few years who didn't uh you know who locked in a really low interest rate a fixed term yeah, and they don't Our, give a their shit. Their mortgage is paid off, whatever, and they are still laughing. So the in the employment side, the income side, is still very strong, and so people are still buying stuff. And the a percentage of people who are struggling, it's strictly the people who have to pay higher mortgage payments right now. Well, That's and the, a lot of people, like the people, the the place, the the areas where the economy is shedding jobs, like the tech industry. Mm -hmm. Those are people that were able to work from home and bought in Bancroft for 94%, you know, more than when COVID started. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, I got to sell this place because they need me back in the office and or, oh, I, I just got made go off. I don't something. have a job. Yeah. And now I got this stupid house. I'm paying yeah. five grand a month for, right? It's horrible. It's going yeah. down in value every day. And so, but that know, brings me back to that, that offer you got, like those people what? that are willing to take this conditional offer for 30 days in a sinking market. Um, and that's their best opportunity. Like that, that's not great. <clears throat> yeah. It was, a, it's a unique situation. Like I said, but it's going to come up more and more often. Most houses, you wouldn't need to do that, but it's, um, um, the, 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 the buyer is, uh, you know, savvy and, and, uh, you know, is, 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 I got to think more buyers are trying and, to and, do that and knows and knows what to do and how to be able to get this done. So yeah, like, you know, sometimes that's what you got to do to be able to make things work. No, right? yeah, no, a hundred percent for the buyer. It's fantastic for the seller. It's not great. I mean, hopefully it works out, but I, I got to think that more and more sellers are going to have to accept that scenario as not yet, not until inventory really piles up. Right well, now, that's a great point. Piled up. That that's a great point. Let's talk about inventory because inventory yeah. is starting to not pile up, but it's definitely starting to accumulate month after month. It's not shrinking, is it? 
um I don't know month after month what what it's doing. Like it's what it's used down to be year over it's down year over year months or something, right? Yeah, but it's definitely it's definitely I think months of inventory is creeping up a little bit, but Are definitely not um anything to be concerned about at all. What about days on market? What's that doing? Is that uh, taking a little longer these days? Well, you got to call me on the spot like this, Daryl. Like, what, like I got all these stats just sitting I don't right know. next you to me. Don't you don't know? have like, to answer. You can you know, say, I don't know. Jesus I can say, Christ. I don't know. I know. I'm type Jeez. it in here. I'll edit this out. We can no, make you okay. look like a superstar. No, you put this here, in. Right? I'm a superstar. Boom. I know everything. You know, you I got all the stats just memorized. Like I'm, like I'm a robot or something That's like good. that. Treb stats. But, Treb but, market um, watch. Anyway. Days on market. We know the answer. Inventories are like starting to, okay, they're not okay, getting okay. high, but they're getting up there. They're it, it's gone up 83% year over year. Yeah, that's a, that's a difference. But last year was a little, like anything compared to last year and the year before is Well, I, I mean, think about it. Last year, I mean, you're talking about November 2021. It's a good, strong market. But at the end of the day, it's not like it's the January well, to March uh, market. But weren't we back then going like, but weren't we saying like, holy shit, uh, it's like super low. The inventories are crazy. Like there's nothing for sale. It's like 1.6 months or something. They're not building enough houses. We don't got enough houses, Daryl. God damn. But right now it feels like every argument that used to make sense makes absolutely no sense anymore. And the bearish statements seem to hold a little more weight, but it's like, who the hell knows? I remember back in like, 2007 when i would talk to people about like I, I just remember it feeling like you know things are coming apart and they're talking in the states and they're unraveling and like something's gonna happen here and mm-hmm. you know I, I would follow all these like economists and all these smart people in the industry and nobody knew what was going on and then this one guy i knew he was like daryl it's gonna happen really fast and then it's gonna bounce back like we've never seen and I was like, this guy's fucking crazy. What, what are you talking about? Everybody, Alex Jones is saying that the world is falling apart, and, right? This is back in yeah. 2006, seven. It's yeah. the it's the same again. It's like yeah. everybody's talking and everything's falling apart and everything's coming undone. And then I talk to you time. and it's like, things are moving. Everything's moving. It's a, this is it's a seller's market. Here we go. Like multiple offers with these conditional, like what? You you make it seem like it's like really busy out there. And I'm sitting here looking at all the deals I've been looking at going like, hmm, maybe these are not a good idea right now. Maybe I need to rethink things because mm-hmm. maybe things are going to be worse for longer than I anticipated. Mm. Hard to hard to gauge. I mean, I think I learned a lot in the in the market. So in April, May, June, July. August. <laughs> Those were tough months because there was major changes month over month. And so sellers' expectations were not easily um, in line or lined up with reality. Right. And so I, you know, went through a lot of pain during that time. The sellers went through a lot of pain and there was a lot of adjustments that needed to be made. And just like any other professional, uh, you know, I figured out what I was doing wrong and figured out how I could help the next people who I was in front of. And I made sure I made those corrections. So now when people do uh, come to me and I am talking to them, I'm giving them the dose of reality and I'm making sure that they get their home sold for the most amount of money. Because if your home is worth more today than it will be tomorrow, selling sooner is the best strategy that you could do. If your home is worth more today than it will be tomorrow, 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah, selling yeah. sooner is the best strategy that you could do. Why? Why isn't holding it and riding this out for a couple of years the right thing you should do? If if you are planning on staying in that house for the next five to ten years, because the last downturn in the market in the nineties, oh, you're saying five you're years of downward trending selling. prices, and it, was, and it was twelve years before the prices came back. Yeah, but you're saying if you're planning on selling anytime soon, like get it on the market now. If you're if you want to get the most amount of money and you're selling, yeah, yeah you need you need to move quick. You need to be the best value in the neighborhood and make sure that the next buyer in your neighborhood buys your property. Right. Because there's lots of people who didn't get that advice and have lost hundreds of thousands of dollars. It must be so hard for people now. So I was in this uh, one of Daniel Foch's Twitter spaces on Thursday and they were talking about technology and valuation of properties, right? Garbage. And it was this new company, uh, I don't remember Wahi or something like that. No. And uh Anyway, so like we, we know that we've been seeing on House Sigma for years now, valuations of properties, right? Garbage. Garbage, for sure. Garbage. I don't know how they come up with it because every well, time- Well, I they... can tell you personally, House Sigma, if I look up the listing before I list it and I see what the House Sigma estimate is and then I list the property, it changes. Mm -hmm. So if you're- Based on the listing? Based, based on the list price. It so doesn't if, seem to be based on the sales that they post because that like it, it well, makes no that's sense. That's what but, I mean. So if you want your home to be worth more, just list it for a really high price and that algorithm will make it worth more. Make it worth more. That's a good idea. <laughs> How is that a reliable tool? Or go to your neighbor. Hey, do me a favor. Just list your property for just, like six million bucks for, yeah, for yeah. 30 days. Do a me computer's a gonna buy my house. I you know, I gotta sell it to the to the robots. You're not really selling. People think you're crazy. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but it's gonna come. It'll make my That's house a mistake. Look good you had to put six hundred thousand. <laughs> Actually, I saw a house. I saw a property sell for five hundred and ten thousand dollars this week. Somebody posted it in a WhatsApp group, and it was five hundred and ten thousand was the sale price. It was listed for five million nine hundred and ninety nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars for like six months or something like that, like a hundred and fifty days or something. I don't know. Okay. So, what do you think the correct list price was supposed to be? Sold for five hundred and ten thousand. Five ten. Five ninety nine, right? But the yes, agent had typed sold. one too many nines, oh, uploading the listing, and oh. and five or six months later they hadn't changed it, mm. and they're wondering why their property hasn't sold. It's crazy, and that's the only place it's listed is on where? Where did you say Facebook? Kijiji? No, it's a it's an MLS listing, but someone oh, posted WhatsApp it in, a, or in a WhatsApp group, right? Yeah. So hold all... on, let me let me finish my point though. So I oh, put sorry, I put my. my I put my property in House Sigma and then I put yep. it in this other new estimator hmm. and it was off by over $300,000 between the two. Who's okay. Okay. Who's like off? one was, well, who's off? Yeah. Right. Like who's off? Yeah. So the difference They're between probably the two is 300,000. Cause I'm sitting here going, hold on a sec. Like I wish these are either one of these was right. Would be great right now. I yeah. think they're both ploys to get me to call them instead of somebody else. But I mean, they, I think they're really actually trying to evaluate things. I think it's a real sucker's game to, to go down that road, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. How are you ever going to figure out how to have a computer value a, a house? Like there's there's way too many factors to, to put in there. Yeah. Would you trust a computer to value a piece of art? That, that's crazy. Like that's even crazier, I think. But the point is, is how does the public who has no idea from what their house is worth, they never cared before, 
Like they're not like us. They're not like constantly thinking and talking real estate. They just lived in a house, right? How are they supposed to trust anything? Like the, the this website says it's worth this. This website says it's worth this. This one, this, this one, this, this one, this. And then the, the agent comes in. Three agents. They, three, four agents go, well, you know, this is the right strategy. And then we're going to get this. And if you do it like... And, and the people are sitting there going, holy shit, I don't know what to do. I just want to sell my house. I bought it for mm -hmm. like 36 grand in 1972. Like, I don't care if it's one eight or two one, like just sell the thing. Mm -hmm. Last year, Daryl, 51.3% of agents on the Toronto Real Estate Board with using the MLS system sold one house or less. Mm -hmm. How many of those 73,000 agents can give you a price. An accurate price? A price. A price? All. So there's 73,000 agents who can give you a price. Yeah. And last year, half of them sold one house or less. Mm -hmm. And the average one sold maybe one and a half or three quarters or whatever it is. Less than two. How many of those people that sold one, was it not for somebody like one degree of separation away from them? Zero. Right. Like <laughs> they had a cousin, grandma, to buy a property. So oh, again, I'll let you sell my property, honey. It's okay. Right? Or it's his own property, his or her own property. Yeah. So again, so all those prices. So 73,000 prices, half of them are no good. Half. 90% <laughs> of generous. those, 90% of those are probably way off. 9% mm -hmm. of the remaining 10% are probably too high because they just want to get your listing and then they'll work you down. Mm hmm. But and I would say that 1% would be somewhat reasonable within $50,000 of each other for the average home, <laughs> right? Like it's pricing is a real like art, you know, there is like, and the computers think they can do it. Listen, I, I at so. one point thought it was possible. And I, at one point thought that I would be the guy that could take down that stallion, but it's yeah. like, why? Yeah. Like when will people even, even if it's accurate, people won't yeah. believe it. It's, it's it's subjective like you know value is subjective someone comes in there and says look um i hate the fact that there's a hot tub in the family room it's yeah. horrible who yeah. the hell put a hot tub in the family room i gotta yeah. rip that out i'm gonna have to do new flooring i, I don't know there's structural integrity that's been compromised this is just this is the dumbest idea i've ever heard of who puts yeah, a hot tub get, in the family room you get people that walk in there and look at each other and go hot tub in a family room <laughs> what, what, we, what can we do hot in dog. here yeah, it's a that's party a, that's the place to put it. Yeah. How much? What, Bertha. Hey. How much we got to offer on this yeah. house? Hey, what, what, what do we got to do to get this one? What do we got to right? do? Yeah. So you, you know what I mean? Buyer? Like These are all the things that come up, right? So um, hmm. I don't think that uh, computers are going to take over my job. I'm thankful for that. I think that, uh, you know, as long as the people that I seem to meet continue to exist out there, then there will always be a need for real estate agents. I think they I think that the computers need to enhance two things. One, the mm -hmm. the agent. Mm -hmm. They need to act as an enhancer for the agent. Okay. And they need to enhance the customer experience, the, the consumer experience, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. I used to I think that, that the goal was to eliminate all of you people because I love that that company, that BC. Sorry, I'm interrupting you a lot today. The BC company with the um augmented reality where you would go and you would tour the home and then that digital agent would come up. Mm -hmm. Right, I yeah, it's a great idea. Now you you use you use a real agent, you don't use AI. You know you use AI you for certain either. things, and then you have like another, 
you know, okay, we want to talk more specifics. The no, but even things like, in. sure. Or, or even just things like the calendars that like tools that you guys are using now. It's like, there's, mm -hmm. there's certain things that can be alleviated off of your plates that would actually make you able to provide a better customer experience just by not being bogged down by, by certain things mm -hmm. that so much technology can do, but there's a lot of people spending a lot of time trying to figure out how to value the property. And I think that's just a total suckers game. Like you're just yeah. going down a void. They're getting, you know, because there's a delusion that you had, right? That yeah, thing, I can like, do it. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna come up with this. And so all these investors are like, oh man, this guy's got to figure it out. They've got when they know, get it done, this, man. They're from yeah. MIT. You know, they figured it out. They yeah. were able to value, okay, the cost of shipping bananas from Colombia to New York City. Yeah. You know, eleven out of twelve months of the year, they built down that algorithm. The, so for the sure, quant. these guys they can handle real estate. Like this is no problem for them. No problem. Yeah, yeah. And now, now we'll get like pictures involved and computers reading pictures yeah. and all kinds of stuff. And hey, people got great ideas. Yeah. But there's so many other things that could be handled for for realtors, right? Yeah. Like so many. Like just e like easy uploading listings or something like that. Like just the amount of time spent on listings and paperwork that's so easily automated. It's ridiculous. And even, you know, Treb's taking stabs at it themselves. They just, they do things wrong. Somebody just has to, instead of going after like this holy grail of um, uh, uh, valuations, there's mm -hmm. so many valuators out there. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. People just need to come up with more simple things like the calendars and like unlocking the the the, the lock boxes from somehow and actually, you know, making sure people can get into the houses. And yeah, we use we use digital lock boxes and stuff like that. They're all controlled. Um, I think for through augmented reality, I think that's where the augmented real reality is going to yeah. be killer. So on the buyer reality, on the buyer killer. side, right? Like you send like a autonomous driver to go pick them up you know the car pulls up it picks them up it takes them to the house they put on their glasses everything's secure you know who they are they're going in the house everything that the seller yeah. knows the agent doesn't have to be there because they've got the system you don't even have to around. take them you come to their There's... house with it and you just do it at their house that's virtual reality right no but... even augmented you could do it now well and a combo they... of the two but you yeah yeah, yeah. So they go to the house and then then you are talking them through it. You're in your little like office mm. space and stuff like that. You got appointments all day long. And then you're just sort of talking people through, oh, look what would happen if you guys renovated the kitchen. What kitchen do you like? What kitchen do you like? What kitchen do you mm -hmm. like? Oh, good. Why don't we move the bathroom over here? And then all of a sudden now they're like, oh, wow, this was really going to work for us. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, look what you can do with your backyard. This is what it'll be like in winter. This is what it'll yeah. be like in summer. You oh, know, yeah. so they really get that whole experience. Plop the new furniture into the space. Yeah. Your, yeah, I've uploaded all your furniture, guys. Okay, look, here's your couch, here's your TV, here's your everything like that. And everything just becomes part of the experience, yeah. right? Yeah, That's see, something that somebody's going to master. Maybe Art will from New Brunswick. Maybe. Maybe we'll Art see. will be a, a leader in that. Maybe somebody's working on stuff like that. Right? But that's that's a big that's a big thing that would really change. Now, for Art's version, like you were just mentioning, at home, right? So, you know, you do the 360 virtual tour, you do all the videos that you need to, and then you basically give someone the, um, I think it would be a VR headset with your thumb toggle, so you're not walking into stuff. And then you just go through the house and you just tour around and you're like, okay, yeah, this is good, yeah. And you can just see the house the way it is. That's uh, that's already happening though. It's happening. It's yeah. not great though, the but way the that they sucks. do it now. Yeah, it's like yeah. all 
fish-eyed or I don't know how you call it. It's all yeah, weird yeah. looking. Foxy. Yeah. It's all weird looking, but soon it's going to be out there where hopefully people attack these things. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Technology is weird and real estate's weird and everybody thinks that they can't be replaced and then boom, everybody's yeah. gone. Yeah. Wait, wait, Tesla, right? We've been talking about this for a long time. Tesla just released the semi like they just did their first deliveries to Pepsi on yeah. their Tesla semi. Yeah. And it's just a matter of time before that thing's on the road without a person. And we're seeing all kinds of YouTube videos of trucks driving around without people. That's just mm -hmm. a matter of time now. Like maybe it's a year, maybe it's two years, but that's going to make a big impact on a lot of things. And we're going to just keep seeing that. Like we talked about last time, like Amazon laid off 10,000 people in their in their factories, right? Or in their warehouses, mm -hmm. but they probably bought like 100,000 new robots. Mm -hmm. It's all about technology now. Even in the war, it's crazy. You hear about like in Ukraine, the drone strikes now, like, right? Do you really need soldiers anymore? Like, is it really, is it, are we at that point? Like, can't you just be like, listen, go inside your house or we're going to send drones? Like, did you, did you, you know? You're going to find Saddam out that Hussein, these kids, where are you? You know, these kids think they're playing a video game. Meanwhile, they're like yeah. bombing Moscow. Yeah. Right. Through some drone game game. It feels. Yeah. How crazy would that be? Yeah, I know. I know. I think, I think every dad, every time, I, every time I'm playing this game, whatever happens in the game, I hear it on the news the next day. I don't <laughs> Imagine, know what's going on. Movie. We're coming up with all the ideas today, but I think that um, the generation to do that is like Aiden's uh, or even my, my son Connor, they're about five years apart. Like that, that generation who's in school right now, they're growing ask... up and every, everything is digital. They're going to get real jobs one day and they're just going to look and they'll say, why the heck are you guys doing it this way? This is stupid. Right. And they're going to actually change the the format of all, of all jobs. If, everything. If you... If you asked your son if he would get one of those Neuralink implants, what would he say? I'm not sure. Maybe he's not quite old enough yet to maybe not to know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is the this is the world that that Connor's growing up in is where yeah. there will be people that are walking around with like interfaces to their phones, yeah, in their brains, yeah. And imagine selling stuff to them, yeah. Imagine like. Even just when the goggles start working and you can actually walk through a house without somebody and learn everything about the house. Yeah. Or as a buyer, you imagine if somebody came up with a pair of glasses that could see all the deficiencies in a house and beneath just the floors and behind the walls and you could like go... X-ray vision? I don't uh, know. The best you can do would be thermal so. imaging. I don't know, but there's got to be a way that you can like give so somebody you, the edge like that. That'd be so eventually, cool. yeah. So eventually it would be like um digital schematics where like you know when houses are built all the schematics are loaded into a, a database and so cool. that when you're walking through a property you know okay there's a plumbing stack there there's electrical wires here like you could have something like that, that oh would be more how like great would that be yeah. yeah general contracting tool like exactly that's a bajillion dollar idea there tk we should can we copyright that by just having yep. it that's copyrighted by me making the statement that? at the end of this video and this all further rights will be prosecuted if anybody tries to steal that idea That's now we got to go to way of doing it now we got to go to like malaysia or somewhere we can't go to china we have to go to india mm -hmm. to get this thing made india we can't, we can't go to china you want to go to china get ready for stuff. some uh more uh more 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 uh supply chain issues there's no there's no word for proprietary in chinese it doesn't exist 
Mm -hmm. They don't have a character for it. Would it have to be one character? It can't be a combination of a few or no, two. They just, they just, they're just like, no, that doesn't, you know, you, you can say proprietary, but we, what we hear is uh, ours for the taking. Ours. Yes. Ours. <laughs> yeah. For, for, for the better That's a good of way everyone. Of things really, really and truly. Like I like how Elon Musk has got his um, plans and the, and the patents for Tesla open um, sourced. I know. I can't like, believe it. Isn't that the only way to do anything for technology? Isn't that great? But you know what's crazy? I was on. Apple, I was, you guys I was, are not crazy. I was walking with my son the other day, and I was telling him we were talking about the 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 fact that all the patents are out there and open. And I was like, why doesn't somebody just take them and open up another Tesla? Like, why? How could you not get funding for that? It's kind of proven, and the technology's all open sourced. Like, I you think could, on the books, Tesla's a horrible idea. On the books, it's a horrible. Well, it, yeah, it was on the books, when it started. Like, this is not a good product at all, and but, it's going to be like a failure. But all and, these companies that are like making, they only made money now. because Why aren't they, they copying they, him. They only yeah. made money because of the rebates they were getting from all the other uh, uh, gas-powered engine companies, right? Paying these credits for the uh, EV. Um, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, but I think it's right? baloney. The, he just built a good freaking product and everybody flocked to it like crazy. But he's losing money if, if he doesn't have all those credits, right? It's not it's not a profitable company. Is that a, right? is that in fact the case or is that just It below? was at one point. I'm not up to speed on it. But that's at one point. The first profit he turned was strictly because of the EV credits that he was getting from like all the other companies. Maybe. I mean, he said yeah. he said if the Fed raises rates again, it's going to like make a severe recession or something like that. And yeah. I mean, Why I do guess... you think people make these announcements? Anytime you read an announcement in the news from people who are like, you know, influential, too. all these big, big companies—they always like, have agendas, Daryl. I'm glad you're the one who said it, and that I yeah, didn't say it because for I think sure they do. But what's the agenda for down? Like, they don't want it to go down because it's going to hurt them. The guys who want it to go down is they want to be right. But you got companies like Blackstone saying, brace yourself. Things are about to get really fucking bad around here. And then you got yeah. Musk saying, you know, if they raise rates again, it's going to really put a nail in the coffin of the economy. And yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure they all think okay. rates are going up. And but why would Bezos they say saying, that? Don't buy anything from they me don't... right now because it's like a bad economy coming. Yes, they, they want the Fed because they can't influence the Fed in any other way to say, whoa, these big players are all saying things are going to get bad. What do they know that we don't know? Mm. Right? What's what data do they have that we don't know? Mm. Maybe we should slow things down. Is that the most conspiracy thought you've ever heard from me? No, I think that's actually that's a very true, well right? put together thought. Yeah. yeah it actually makes exactly. a hell of a lot of sense. Yeah. Do you think that's what they're doing? They're all just posturing so that they I think when they someone goes out in the media or? and says something like that, who's got a lot to lose, that's exactly what they're hoping is that the media catches it. And sends it off to the person who's, you know, got the power at B. Hmm. So, so our influence seems to do nothing. Zero. At all. No matter how many times we put no matter how Tiff's many face times, on our thumbnails, this guy just doesn't pay attention. I, I don't understand. If all they had to do was listen to this show or watch this show once a week to, yeah. to know exactly what to do and wiggle their way through this and end up with the actual soft landing that has there been, did we talk about this before? Has there been a soft landing ever? Like what does a soft landing look like? How do they do it? Before I answer that question, because I have all the answers. I want to tell a secret. 
that I don't think our listeners have heard before. Mm. Tiff Macklem. Tiff is your uncle? Is short for Tiffany. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but that is a true story. You heard it here <laughs> on the Canadian Real Estate Show. Another, I'm not making fun. I'm just giving you guys facts about the abbreviated version with that. of the That's... first name of the Bank of Canada. Governor. <laughs> That's the first time in three years that I haven't been able to catch something you threw at me and <laughs> do something with it. All right. Uh, so soft landing. <laughs> Are we there? Are we there? I don't think we've landed. I don't know if anybody can say hard or soft. No I think we are still sight. in the air and there's oh. flames coming back. We might have lost one of the engines. I feel like I I'm like, yet. my parachute's not opening. My parachute's not I think we've landed working. yet, Daryl. So that's part of the problem, right? Is is knowing where things are. Now, let's just talk about knows? what we know. Let's Does talk Tiff about know? what we know. Does Tiffany know? Major issue between initial rate hikes and the market in September, right? Like, wow, what a change. They, what a change. 20% drop. Thought, the thought of a quarter point rate hike sent everything into pandemonium. Now we're yeah. 400 points higher. <clears throat> it hasn't even been, has it been a year? No. No, but we have this demand, Daryl, that people demand. still want housing. It, There's people who still need to move. There will never be a time where real estate Every market in the history of markets has some sales. The Great Depression. You'll hear all sorts of stories like, this house was built in 1938. What were they doing in 1938? How, why were they not affected by the Great Depression? I heard it was everybody riding the railroads with their little stick and the you know bandana lining tied around up. the back. Yeah, and that's, lining that's, up for food. That's what they had to do. But no, like every, every time. So for us, we always just look at it like, you know, we're in the transaction business. There's always going to be a time that we're serving people. We're helping people do do certain things. Oh and you my. just have to adapt to the environment. So our price is higher or lower than today than they were, you know, six months ago. They're lower. That's a right? realtor's perspective. And that's people, that's that's a realtor's perspective who makes money regardless of the price and 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 okay. makes a, an, an amount of money that's inconsequential based on the difference, right? But it's the person who's making the decision about selling the house who's like, Fuck, like literally three months ago, my house was worth X. And now everybody's telling me like, you're not going to sell this thing unless you market it to this. And it's like, oh, well, now I kind of don't really want to sell this thing. And then and it look goes at the, to- Look at oh, the sales. Shit. Like if you've been in your house for only a couple of years and you bought the house and your plan shouldn't have been to sell it short term. No. You should have had a concrete plan that you could stay there for five years. That's, sure. that's by far the first mistake if that's not the case. Second, if you've been there for a long time, and you're going, you're every six months, you're looking and you're trying to figure out on House Sigma how much your house is worth. And you're like, oh man, we're rich. Oh man, let's refinance. Oh man, I'm doing great. Then you're going to put yourself up for a lot of pain when the market does change. The happiest people I meet, Daryl, I swear, the happiest people, they've lived there forever. They paid peanuts. Maybe their mortgage is paid off. Maybe it's very little. You walk in, you show them what you're going to do. You go over what the last sales are. They yeah. say, yeah. That's nice. I know you're going to do the best for me. And you list the property, you get as much money as the market will bear. And they say, thank you so much. I'm so happy to have met you. The most miserable people are the ones who are like, three months ago, my neighbor sold for X, his basement. He put that cheap laminate down there. 
That motherfucker. Okay. With he the didn't laminate. even paint since he moved in. All right. He told him the fucking laminate. No, but and hold he, on and a he had his cousin do the landscaping in the back. It's garbage. They dug down three inches. All right. Hold I know on. that landscaping. How far miserable back, people. But how far back do you have to go? Like it used to be like, oh, if you bought at the peak in February, March, you're really fucked. And then it's like, well, if you bought in like February, March. April, May, June, uh, December, November, then you're kind of like fucked. And then yeah. and then now, like if you go back to average pricing maybe where we're August at now, 2021, maybe. Yeah, like middle of 2021. And yeah. depending on, you know, which month you want to grab for your for your speaking point or your headline, like you yeah. could go back even earlier and find a comparable average yeah, yeah, yeah. month. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's like how fucking long ago did you have to buy something to not be feeling like oh shit <laughs> like my my i've lost value right like yeah. you could have bought a year and a half two years ago and be like fuck i i was part of this run up like i thought my house was worth this and now it's worth uh right yeah. and and you're not like following the market and you're not a fan you're just like holy shit like i thought i could have bought two years ago and avoided this mess yeah and now I'm I'm in it, right? Yeah. How many people are like that? Or how many people are on like renewable mortgages or or, or on mortgages from five years ago at 3%? And it was yeah. like, okay, 3% is kind of normal. And I, I'm expecting maybe 3 4% on renewal. Maybe I'll get lucky 2%. Your amortization period can just change. That's that's where we're at right now. Like everyone's talking paying about off the, the trigger rate uh, crisis and renewal crisis and all that stuff. And I know I I, I spew that stuff too and, and everything else. I'm not saying I'm like, I, I never talk about it because it's definitely real. But the reality is, is that unless it was like something that happened really recently, as in, you know, you bought like a high ratio mortgage in November, 2021, and your rate was, you know, prime minus 0.9 and you were paying a 1.2% variable. And, and then now it's 5.5 and, and you're, you're, you know, in trouble. And then now your trigger rate hits, then they're going to be like, all right, like, you know, how high can we really raise this uh, amortization period? Because you really don't have that much equity. Right, because the house price has all gone down. That would be a unique situation. But for the most part, if you are renewing and it's been five years, you got lots of equity. Uh, you had a twenty-five year mortgage. They're willing to go up to thirty. They can make your payments the exact same. They can they can change your amortization. Right, and that's what's going on. Exactly the, the same as they were before right. when you renew at five and a half percent. But you're not paying down the goddamn mortgage. I get that, but it's a five the house, year. Right. I'll talk to me again in five years. Right, uh, BMO. Right. And that's and that's what people do. And you know? that's what's happening. And that's what we're seeing. They're prepping for in the states. It's like, OK, yeah. you know, we're going to go with bigger amortizations and your payments are going to stay the same. And maybe you're not even going to pay any of the principal down. Right. You're just going to you you're just going to pay interest for the next 50 years. And, and so what's happening is they're going to transition the banks into like the property owners and people with mortgages are going to be renters because. They're going to have to, to keep the house. Aren't people who have mortgages already renters? They are, but right now their, their equity is evaporating, right? It's a they shitty contract with a, with a, with a, with a lousy lease. But it's a good lease <laughs> if there's equity and it's growing. It becomes yeah. a, a, just a you lease. You don't get to walk away. You don't get to walk away. Well, now you may have to. Right. Right. If now things you go well, then to. okay, it's good. But if things don't go well, then you're, you know, you're in trouble.
But this I, is what's happening is they're going to just prolong things and turn people into renters. And hopefully one day they lasted long enough for equity to build back up and they can sell it and make some money and everybody's happy. Yeah. Kick the can. How long is that going to take right we've, now? We've we've talked about this though. When Foster's on, there are people who are meant to be renters. For sure. And there's, there's more people growing. who should be renters than there, than there, than there is currently. Yeah. What the right? fuck's wrong with renting? Yeah. There's more people who should be renters but are owners because they, they got, you know, brainwashed into owning. No, they got suckered in by low rates yeah. are going to be low till 2023. And you can, why would you fucking rent when your mortgage could be less than the rent? You could, you could, you could buy a house and pay similar to like a one bedroom apartment in downtown Toronto, right? Same payment. No. Similar. At one point though, that was the case. At least that's what we were. Listen, twenty we four hundred bucks show. for a one bedroom downtown. You can rent a house in Milton for twenty four hundred bucks, or at least you could before the pandemic. I don't know yeah, what the yeah, hell's yeah. going on now, but I mean, three thousand bucks to three thousand bucks, maybe a two bedroom, but still, you're getting a house for God's sakes. Yeah. The point is, is everything is. I don't know what my point is. Everything is just upside down and really hard for people to navigate right now, and yeah. I don't see an end in sight i actually see it getting a lot worse and a lot crazier and a lot more confusing before it turns around and even even if this is the end of the rate hike hike cycle mm -hmm. it may not be the end well it it could be the peak of of interest no it may not be they could hit us with another 25 points in january or maybe they stand and who knows in february or march or whenever the next one is like we could still see rate hikes because at the end of the day, like we were saying at the beginning of the show, I still need to fucking eat, right? I still mm -hmm. need to live somewhere. And those are huge impacts on inflation and those are not going down, right? Mm -hmm. Same with gasoline, like, and heating my house. Like, I don't know. Did you see your last gas bill? My last gas bill was like, holy cow, what the hell happened? I don't even understand. It's not even You cold know what yet. I saw this morning? I'm not going to call her out in public, but let's just say... For example, my wife left the gas on the barbecue going. Oh, it's hooked up to your house? Yeah, it's natural gas, yeah. That's and let's the... just say I walked out this morning and smelled gas. and Definitely was like, her, right? I'm not saying that. I'm not Definitely. saying that. But I'm just saying, like, that's possible, you. right? If that yeah. was a scenario. And um, I wonder what the gas bill is going to be because of that. Oh, Thank you know, God I have propane tanks. I can only burn one tank at a time. One tank. That's like a regular occurrence, me going into the backyard going like, oh, man, again? Yeah. Yeah. There was another so tank. I, I shut off the valve this time, and I'm like, all right, this is now going to be the new thing. Um, but if I'm going to buy a property today, you know what I'm going to do, Joe? Hmm. I'm gonna visit Solar urban, panels. I'm going to visit urban Toronto. Hmm. And I'm going to find out everything I need to know about that area, right? For a small fee, you I'm going to know. a lot exactly what's going to be built in that neighborhood. Urban Toronto Pro is the most powerful business intelligence tool and database for the development industry in the greater Toronto area. Efficiently generate leads and gather real-time market insights on all GTA development projects. Urban Toronto Pro makes it easy to track projects as they move through each development phase, from proposed to complete, and see the latest updates on each one, all in real time, all within a few clicks. Our database tracks over 60 different items per project, and each item can be easily searched across single or multiple projects. Learn more about the most powerful source of intelligence on Toronto's development industry. 
Book a call with one of our product specialists today. Well done, sir. Was that good? It was good. <laughs> it was unexpected and good. Yeah. I think I can um, work it in. So hold on a sec. So who's buying stuff now? Like who's the actual buyers now that feel comfortable enough to buy in this environment and are able to actually close? What do they people, look like? People who are also selling. They're people buying that are and also selling, selling in the same market. That have They've, owned their uh, houses for a long time. So there's people who are coming um, and making offers um, on my listings who already sold. Already okay. sold. Already so sold. On so they were closed? they got the right advice. I mean, sell first, closed? downward market. Closed or firm? Uh, firm. Sometimes, usually firm, not closed. Uh, one one guy I've one guy I'm working with a buyer. Not he's out closed, of the woods. And he's got a uh, one point something mortgage that he can port for like you know a couple years, but by a certain date. So his motivation is if I do buy a property, he knows it's going down, but the interest savings over that term we figured was about 40k so he's got 40k buffer to buy a property i right? think that buffer is going to get eaten up pretty fast no well it might and he knows that but again there's a 40k buffer so that adds to his uh, appeal and then the other people that have been making offers who are coming in yeah there's people who got like i said they've got the right advice the inventory hasn't piled up like they were hoping um and so now they have to come in and they have to buy properties but but They've sold already, and that's and that's okay. And then the other people, yeah, like I said, they're 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 um, selling as well. But right? the first time buyers like, are nervous. The people just buying right now, they're yeah. nervous. The investors are, are out. First, are we seeing first time homeowners buying stuff now? Or are they waiting? It's it's they're they're out there. They're shopping, but they're getting advice from their uncle Bill. You know, what at about the immigrants? What about new people to the country? Are they like, I just I got a job. I gotta uh, go. I gotta buy I just, something. I got a conditional deal with a new Canadian couple. Yes. What yeah. uh, what kind of jobs? Um, electrical, and he's working night shift, and I don't know the, the wife, but they were they were working people, and the um and the agent told me about them, and um, I'm hoping so they're new to the province today. or the country. How can an electrical? It sounds uh, like they're like you know new over. Canadians, like they've been here for a little while, and this is now their first house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not so. easy to get into the country. We're trying to get uh, somebody to. It's not easy to get here. into the country. No, it's really not easy to get it's people to immigrate. So everyone just no. says that. It's like, really? 500,000 people? Really? Well, there's a long waiting list and there's criterium. And if you don't fall under the criterium, it's just harder and harder. And like, if you want to come as a student, then you have to pay quadruple for everything. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually quite shocked. I mean, I'm sure if I called the right lawyer and I called a few people that I could probably cut the time by a significant portion but i'm running i'm running a school yeah me too i'm running a school i'm offering a job but it doesn't yeah. matter it's like now you got to prove that that's the person that should get the job right it, mm. why are you not hiring a local for the job mm -hmm. it's it, it, it well anyways. my job sucks right so no one wants it like you know well my, i my think school that sucks we're not even teaching anything that's why it's the only student who i can get to pay me but I think that that's actually a good thing that they make it harder to get into because there is yeah. a significant lineup and there still is a significant spout that they've got open. So yeah. I don't think it will dry up. There's people that don't think that that will have an effect on the real estate market. I can't and you're like, and you're like uh, Canada's, Canada's going to reach their um, immigration target. I mean, I've read that they surpassed it like a long time ago. Right? Okay. I, 
who, I don't know. Well, here's the, the here's is the, that the stat that we're going to choose to believe that they put out the immigration Canada.ca immigration, right? Target for 2023, 465 high is 505,000 low is 410. Yeah. We're going to fucking clobber that thing. And people are trying so hard to get in here and they can't, or they have they to can't. wait longer to, to do it. And they're willing to, for some reason, because like, what are the alternatives? Are, are there like good, cheaper, better places to go to? And so Canada was on track to exceed its permanent residency of more than 430,000 people in 2022. But like you and I have talked about before, a lot of those people are already here. They're already here. This isn't new people to the country. It's permanent residency, granting uh, permanent re residency. Don't you so, think we'd like feel all these extra people? I mean, we kind of do. Ever drive anywhere lately? Like it definitely is not the no, same city I grew like up in. Placebo effect. Placebo effect. That guy it's looks like an immigrant, cars, bro. No, but it's just <laughs> he more look cars. new. More people. He's got a suitcase. Cars. Well, regardless of whether I'm saying, like, maybe, maybe there isn't that many new people coming in because we would yeah, really speak in another it. language at the restaurant. Where is he from? Yeah, that guy at the Chinese food restaurant was speaking some weird hmm. language. You know what's funny? Says though? He the was guy born here. The guy who owns the Chinese food restaurant is like Jewish, and the guy who owns the Japanese food restaurant is Korean, and the guy who yeah. owns the Korean the Thai restaurant, restaurant is, uh, is Chinese. Yeah. Right? And the guy who yeah. owns the deli is Sri Lankan. It's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything's upside down, TK. I yeah. think we uh, we're all done just Canadian, man. Once you get here, you're Canadian. It's like pretty much the only country that. Yeah, I we're all maybe America's like that together. Too. We're all just really it's just you, know, you come here, you're Canadian. That's it. You're Canadian. Welcome yeah. to the brotherhood. Welcome to things not living up to your ex. Better get a couple jobs. Yeah, better get a few <laughs> jobs hey, now. That's right? what I was Start thinking sleeping too. four hours because otherwise you're gonna be in real trouble. My right? daughter, she got this job, but she already yeah. like she babysits and she's a rent a goalie. Like this job yeah. is actually the worst amount of uh, the worst use of her time, but it's the most amount of hours she can get. Right? Minimum wage is a real bitch. Fifteen fifty an hour. Who can live off of this? Does she want to play Sunday men's league? Probably. Yeah. She's expensive, bro. Really? I don't know. Like no. what's expensive for a rent a goalie? I don't know. I'll yeah. put you in touch with her but, people. Yeah, I got to talk to my people actually. I don't know if them will sound yet or not. I think she, uh, yeah, let me know. She's, okay. uh, she's, uh, so if anybody's listening still and they don't need a rent a goalie and this isn't edited out, you're going to edit that out? I don't know. Oh. We'll see how it's flowing. Well, now you're going to have to. Everything's, um, <laughs> now's the time, Daryl, for us to say like, goodbye comment and subscribe oh if you're still know. here now then yeah. you must have done it already you must have left the the youtube uh player open and you've walked <laughs> away from your phone so thank you for doing that thank you and if that works too yeah that works too like it if works. you just want to like you know you got something better to do and you don't really want to listen to our show just put like you know a video playlist together of all our old videos and just let them play in the background run. you don't even have to listen we yeah. appreciate the views. We appreciate the listens, the comments, the likes, and the subscribers. Don't mm -hmm. forget to ring the bell. Well done, TK. Yeah.